0: In the morning, when you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any
1: of that matters. And now, the news. Barring a trade, the Raiders will pick 86th overall tonight. A third round pick will be their first and only pick of the first three rounds Will they take an offensive yes. lineman? Yes, offensive lineman, baby, a guard. Ooh. Hot take. Ed- Hot take. Edward Hot take. Ingram.
0: Hot take. It's going to be a guard. Is that a real player? I believe so. Okay. Uh, I,
1: Lovey,
2: I think he played for LSU. He's a senior. I want to say he's... Uh, that's enough. We
1: don't need to know more about Edward Unless they draft him, we don't need to know more about Edward Ingram. Um, can they get a starter at offensive line in round three? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take number two. <laughs> Their starters are going to
0: come from free agency <laughs> after the draft. They're going to draft He's a guard. guard. He's not going to be a starter. They're going <laughs> to they're going to get someone after the draft to be a starter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you need depth. You need depth. You need qu- what what's that word always say? they say we need quality depth. Like oh. anyone wants bad depth.
1: You need quality starters before <laughs> you can get we to want quality crap depth. depth.
2: 6 foot 3, 317 pounds.
1: Ooh guard
2: guard at lsu we do not need take? to know
1: more about edward ingram i'm just saying we do not if need they to know do more take him. him would it be funny if a third rounder supplanted alex leatherwood in the starting line oh i mean well, given Alex out leatherwood
0: is now a guard
1: yes <laughs> would you what what do you
2: think you could get for alex leatherwood <laughs> on get day something. two of the draft get
0: something could you
2: like a late-round pick. You couldn't get anything for... Uh, I mean, Armani Rodgers might be picked. The, the the Straight up for Armani Rodgers. Furl. Furl. Right you... now? Yep. Would you have to throw in Furl? No, I don't think I would do that.
1: Straight up for Armani <laughs> Rodgers. Done deal. Uh- would you do that? Oh,
2: no. By, no. by the way, that colossally
1: stupid. <laughs> do you
2: want? Do you want noises or do you want? Because I got the hot keys working. Or do you want me to yes. make yes. them?
1: Yeah, you were a disaster yesterday. That was great. What you are you it. talking about? You Shove it in. Shove it in. Shove it in. Harrison Bailey it is it. not UNLV's starting quarterback. Marcus Arroyo released a post-spring depth chart. And at the quarterback position, there are co-starters. He did not name an actual starter, but Cameron Friel and Doug Brumfield are listed as co-starters. Harrison Bailey, the transfer from Tennessee, is listed as a third-string quarterback. No chance. (laughs) And you know what? This guy's the
0: third-string quarterback. I mean, what does Doug Brumfield get for leaving the team for eight days? Oh, yeah, the starter.
1: Would he have been the outright starter? I mean, if he, he actually
0: didn't go into the portal, he would have been the big-time starter. Now he's just an actual starter. No chance. This is him. What's he doing? What's Marcus I Mario know. doing? I don't know. Just, you know, can't give it to him too soon. He's the new guy. Let's put this spring depth chart out, which means really nothing. Uh, so we're going to make him think, you know, you got to work for it. Who knows? He might have actually told him, eh, we're going to put you at third. And You know, who knows what they would have told him. But there's no chance this guy's a third string the,
1: Okay, the, the depth chart itself there's really only two things Arroyo could be trying to do. At either, quarterback? Well, either one, when, when you put out a depth chart and it's wrong, when you put out a purposefully deceitful depth chart, which is what this is, you're trying to do one of two things. Either one, you're trying to throw off the media, and he thinks like the Golden Knights that there's some advantage <laughs> to not letting anybody know who his starting quarterback is. Right? Or two... You're trying to play some sort of mind games with your own players and being like hey you haven't earned it yet keep working harrison bailey like those are the nothing else makes sense there's no opponent to be played for months you're not throwing off your opponent so it's either a he's just trying to like screw with the media or b he thinks there's a legitimate advantage to basically putting I out a big depth chart with his I own players. I would say the latter.
0: I don't think he's trying to screw with the
1: media. So he's basically playing mind games with Harrison Bailey. I mean, Harrison he's basically Bailey. telling Harrison Bailey, yeah,
0: you got to work harder. I mean, if I'm Harrison Bailey, I'm going, <laughs> okay, I'll be starting on. Uh, Harrison one.
1: Bailey, I'm in the transfer portal today. <laughs> that... He's like, is that what I need to do to be a starter? Go in the transfer portal then for they, eight days? Then they,
0: then they make him the number one on the new depth chart next <laughs> week. And then he's like out of the transfer portal eight days later. Comes back after eight days. Cameron, well, Cameron, Cameron was, Friel looks around saying, hold on, do I need to do this too? Yeah, no one even talks about that poor kid. Freshman <laughs> of the year, no one even talks about him. Sorry, I'm looking up Edward Ingram's uh, 2018
2: season. Apparently there were some uh, some issues. Oh, character issues. Uh-oh.
0: Bishy, oh. bishy. Raiders won't take him. They like character guys.
2: No, they also like no, projects. They they'll, what they'll do is they'll draft him and then trade him before he ever takes a snap.
0: That was being facetious.
1: The Giants <laughs> did not pick up Daniel Jones' fifth year option, so Aww. he has one more season on his rookie contract now. Uh they it's already like they've he's... got a new GM and a new head coach. Are they already committed to moving on from Daniel Jones? It's like he's running towards the end zone and he trips at the last moment.
0: I mean, you gotta let him play the last year and see, right? I think that's what's gonna happen with a couple of Raiders here on Monday. Yeah. Let well. him let him play the season and then Take your chances that if he's
1: incredible, he still wants to come back. You think he can actually play his way into another contract with the Giants? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking no. too. And I'm I'm curious. The Giants had two top seven picks yesterday. They didn't take a quarterback. Granted, only one of them went, so they yeah. can still take a quarterback today if they want to and get probably the guy they would have preferred anyways. Uh, but I'm curious to see what they do because they have Brian Dable there, who got a lot of credit for making Josh Allen really good after his rookie season. So I'm curious, A, can he make Daniel Jones competent? And B, is there a rookie quarterback this year or maybe next year that the Giants want to draft and turn that guy into a really good quarterback?
0: Yeah, next year with all those quarterbacks, maybe they're thinking that way. But if you're going to get one of those guys, you're either trading up or you're going to be really bad. Maybe that's what you think you're going to be with Daniel Jones.
1: Here's here's the logic. If you think Daniel Jones sucks enough to not pick up his fifth-year option, but yet you're still starting Daniel Jones – you probably think you're going to suck. This yeah, you're going to suck and you're going to get one of those good quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Year. So it might be a case of, all right, Daniel Jones, you're our starter. We would like to pick in the top five again. Go, go make that happen for us. So. I love
2: you. I love, I love this guy. All
1: right. This story came out during the draft. So I'm guessing a lot of people missed it and it didn't get quite the attention it should have. College basketball. Miami's Isaiah Wong yesterday came out or technically his like agent or representative said that he will enter the transfer portal unless he gets more nil money he wants more nil money from miami based on the fact that they went to the sweet 16 and he was one of their best players he averaged 15 points per game i love this story
0: and the the biggest thing i love about it is the nil agent (laughs) Like, this has gone off the rails now. They've got agents. They're demanding
1: more money. So this is the, the funny part about it is this is not exactly what name, image, and likeness is. Name, image, and likeness is, hey, there is a third-party company, not the university. There is a company that wants to pay a player for to use their name, image, and likeness. There's a car dealership, there's a restaurant, there's a whatever company that wants to put Isaiah Wong in a commercial on a billboard, just tweet about it, whatever. They want to use their uh, popularity to promote their product. What Isaiah Wong is saying is basically like, okay, one of these companies better pay me more money right now, or I'm going into the transfer portal because some other school is going to have an advertiser that's going to pay me more money. It's fascinating to see. I am I am fascinated by this because this is like we're like year one into this. Maybe we're in year two technically, but um, we have almost immediately gone to a player essentially holding out. I mean, it's not the same. Oh, because no! Yeah, it's got into the transfer portal. He's, he's he's threatening the right. portal. It is immediately this player has recognized, and we'll see if he if he has recognized properly. But he has recognized. Hey, I have more power, and how how. How much power do I have? How much can I get away with? How much can I push here to get more? And I'm curious to see how this plays out because if this is what happens, a lot of people are going to hate it in college sports. But I personally find this entertaining and interesting for a player to say, hey, we just had a great year. We went to the Sweet 16. I was awesome. I deserve more money. I think he went to the Elite Eight. Yeah. So, like, I deserve more money. Well, he wants more money than the incoming players and – if
0: I'm him and I see incoming players getting a lot of money in it, I'm like I love yeah. you to the elite eight I want more money. Yeah,
1: well Nigel Pax the one that's coming from Kansas State to Miami and is getting $400,000 a year. And so Isaiah Wong's looking around saying, "Hold on. This guy's coming in making more money than me and I just took you far in the NCAA tournament? Where's my 425? It's it's tremendous and it's I love the other part I love about it is that it's public. That this and the that oh, this the guy agents, is coming out? Uh, the agent's on, on record oh. here saying
0: he's, he's going to yes. the portal if he and doesn't
1: get money. I love that part of it, too. They, the public negotiation of college athletes for more money is something I wouldn't have even thought was possible, like, three years ago. Well, the deal for um, PAC was, it says it was funded by billionaire
0: John Ruiz, who's been at the forefront of the NIL movement, so... Maybe John Ruiz is gonna give him more money. If he's worth a billion dollars, if he wants the number one guy in the portal, he should want the guy that led him to the Elite Eight. So this might work out for uh this might work out for Mr. Wong.
2: The Las Vegas Journal
1: Review. This was a fun transfer portal stat from Travis Barnum. Of the thousand players still left in the transfer portal, over five hundred of them averaged three points per game or less last year. These are just dudes looking for more playing time, more shots.
0: How I many don't know of those
1: good. actually here's my thought. How many of those guys were run off by their coaches? Oh. Oh. I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it that they wanted more of a bigger role. I'm sure there That's... I'm sure there are plenty of guys that were at Texas, like we saw with UNLV, who didn't get a lot of playing time and they want a bigger role. But like for example, Marvin Coleman's in the transfer portal.
0: Oh, yeah. There's, hey, I'm sure there's a lot of guys who run off by his weren't couch. very good, and you need better players. Right. And, and the, end of the, season, the end of the season, I remember one coach told me his end of the season is after his first year uh, meetings with players. About four of me said, look, you can come back. You can be on the team. You'll never
1: play one minute again. What do we want to do here? Yeah. That's and that's what they just broom them. That's the effective yeah runoff yeah, by a yeah. coach. And they says, well, I want to play basketball, even if it means I'm going down a level to right. a, a smaller conference. But I am like coaches complain a lot about the transfer portal and the number always seems, oh. oh, there's 1,300 or whatever kids in the transfer portal. I am very curious what the percentage of kids in the portal were basically runoff by their coach. How many kids are in the portal because their coach sat them down and told right. them, you will never play here. Right? Do you want to stay? Like how many kids are in the portal because the coach told them you better go in the portal? Yeah, because you're not going to play. Natalie Shaver. Right. As much as they complain about it, I have to imagine we're talking 25 percent or more of the kids in the portal. Yeah, I didn't. I,
0: I, well, I thought the first thing you said in that I was thinking discipline, but no, it's more about they're just not going to play. They're not good yeah, enough.
1: Right. They're not good enough. And it, and it happens every year. And here's the thing: oh, it happens all the time. I have no. I don't blame a single coach for doing it. Like You've so got no, you to, win. to win and you or got to win get now. fired. So if you've got a guy in the team that's not yeah. going to help you, okay. You I mean, try to help the kid. Right. I mean, you make up some calls or something. But then don't be mad that there's a 1,000 kids right. in the portal and maybe one of your better players wants to get a better situation. Well, who's
0: our friend? Carlin Hartman, is that, that who yes. said, you know, who? No, There's no loyalty. No,
1: no loyalty. That was Dick Vital that said cheating. Dick yeah. Vital thinks know, the but... transfer portal is cheating somehow. He thinks player transactions, is like player movement is cheating. Boy, like, I wonder what he thinks about Miami's program. I am just
2: not allowed to talk about Dickie V.
1: No, you are not. Coming up next, we'll jump into the Golden Knights. But first, we've got a giveaway for you. Okay. We got a six foot classic sub from Porta Subs, and you'll get qualified to win a new Yeti Cooler thanks to Finley Volvo Cars Las Vegas. 702 364 1100 is the phone number. You'll get the six foot sub from Porta Subs, plus be entered to win the new Yeti Cooler. 702 702- 364 364 6 four, 1100 will take Caller number 7
0: Vegas coming ahead with Mike Amadio
2: He must score Amadio towards the net well, the Saved by Lincoln.
0: And in Dallas The clock runs out The Stars and, and Coyotes are win. going to overtime Dallas gets a standings win. point The Knights
1: get none And the Golden well, Knights will so miss out the On the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs
0: You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
1: The Golden Knights actually played their first meaningless game in team history tonight. Even when they've had stuff clinched before, there's still a little bit of meaning as far as getting ready for the postseason. But tonight's game means nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nice. Not Zero. a thing. Uh, they don't have enough healthy forwards to play with twelve at the moment. Should they still sit Mark Stone tonight? Yep. Should
0: they? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, I look, I'm just looking who's in goal. I want to know who's first off the ice. You do? This oh, I want Yuri Patera. Why? Want, just to see it. Uh. <laughs> just to see it. It would put kind of the icing on the cake for how this season has gone. What about Ferguson? That, that we you should end. call of Ferguson. It? Yeah. It's got to be Logan Thompson. No, I'm sure it is. I just want the other guy. We, we've They're spent the in, we spent the last messed. like
1: three days talking about have we seen enough of Logan Thompson? They got to yeah, play this I mean, kid as much as possible. No, I'm sure it is. I'm sure you're right. I'm just continually
0: to refresh because Ben goats is there for us to see who's first off the
1: ice. Outside of the Patera family, you're the only one on the planet <laughs> that wants to see you, sure. and Patera. Yeah, in that. good for whoa,
2: them. Whoa, whoa. Dylan Furryson is also a goalie that could be available. What's your hot take? Okay. So I don't even know if it's a hot take, but I was discussing this with Ed in a break the other day. Is it weird that instead of going and get getting, like, the best players, the Golden Knights strategy for acquiring players have been, let me get the best player from bad teams. Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and Jack Eichel are all, like, Hey, this guy's really good on a really crappy team. Does it feel at all like they keep getting Kevin Love? Will Petrangelo want to stay on the Cup? Um, well, no. I I said Patrick but Petrangelo, they got in free agency. I'm saying the guys that they trade and oh, they like. I, I think so, at
0: one point, I think at one point Ottawa might
1: have been good. They went to the conference finals, I think, one season. One season, uh, one okay. season, with um, him, with him. But they were a couple years removed from that. Uh, Jared, the the counter question to you is, do you think good players on good teams are available in trades?
2: Obviously not, but I guess taking like the best player from bad teams doesn't seem like a winning strategy.
0: I mean, I know they didn't go to the playoffs, but... When they're all healthy, it's not a bad team. So maybe we'll see that this year, because I think they're going to move on from some people it's, who you'd consider a good player.
2: It's just a, it's just a weird strategy to me, as in like you're not acquiring assets like a Petrangelo, where you're like, all right, we're going to go get him and pay him in free agency. It's hey, your team sucks, but can I have your best player?
1: Petrangelo's probably the worst of the big four they've gotten. Though. I know, like. Just He's older, maybe Patcheretti, but... No, Alec 40. Martinez is
2: their best trade.
1: Yeah, probably. Well, cha- in true value, outside of the expansion draft, Chandler Stevenson's probably the best trade they've ever made. They gave up that, a fifth yeah. round pick yeah. for that guy. Like, yeah. just tr- just straight up value, that's probably the best Ooh, trade they've ever made. What was Martinez? Made. Deal? What was Wall? He was two seconds, I believe. And I think Nick Wall was a free agent signing. Oh, ah, okay. Because Nick, the reason they signed Nick Wall is because Nick Wall was playing for the... Is it the Carolina Checkers in the AHL that beat the Golden Knights AHL team? But he was also yeah. on the
2: Stanley well, I thought he was on the Stanley Cup team. No?
1: No? Okay. I don't I'm, think so. No. Uh no, he won, no, the, but they won the AHL. But Stevenson the, for a fifth. Yeah, Stevenson for a fifth's yes. been phenomenal for them. Yeah. Obviously they made some really good trades in the expansion draft, but throw those aside right. since then I Stevenson's probably the best trade they've ever made. Nick Wall uh, yeah, beat the uh, Chicago, what were they? Wolves. Wolves. Beat the Chicago that Wolves. team still exists. In the, in the Calder, Calder Cup. Cup. Yeah. Calder Cup. Yes. Calder Cup final. Yeah. And Nick Wall apparently won every face-off he possibly could have taken because when they signed him, they were like, we couldn't beat this guy at a face-off in the Calder Cup. So they had to go sign him. And it was a pretty good sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Managed, yeah, yeah but I, no, I do not think it's a bad strategy. That's the strategy that we see in most sports. The, the problem with the Golden Knights is they're like homegrown's not the right word to use because they're an expansion team, but they're like homegrown players weren't good enough to then be like, we're going to add a star or two and be awesome. It, that's, that's been the problem because most of the time, like in most sports, baseball, probably the best example. Well, you see it at the deadline. Right. You have your players that are good and then the Pirates best player is available because they're 30 games yes. out. Right and you go trade for the pirates best the player entire the pirates team is now available. Well, well I don't think well, you hey, now. Hey, games, in their defense, games.
2: when they signed every dh available, <laughs> they knew that they could make at least
1: nine <laughs> trades. <laughs> so, no, I do not think it's a bad strategy. I, I just think they were it just hasn't worked out because they they haven't won yet, but they've been going
2: Maybe to I may it may just be watching basketball too much where I just don't see like
1: a I'm going to take my talents to Vegas. <laughs> the main difference is that in basketball, if you're really good, your team's not bad. Like okay, if, that's, you're, if you're right. really Whoa, good in basketball, Kevin Love, your Kevin, team's going to be good. Kevin Love was really good, and his team was never good. <laughs> well, th- that's why Kevin Love's most success was when he was the third best player on a team.
2: Yes, but they went and got him because he right. was to the best him, right. player on to make
1: a... him the third best player on the team.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's
1: how you get you get that guy to be the third best player. Right. They've made their top four guys that which they're all, listen. They're all healthy. Eichel, Stone, Pataretti, and Petrangelo I'm playing how they're supposed to is a good enough top yeah. four to win a Stanley Cup. Yes, should be anyways. But Eichel, we'll see what he is coming back from this. Stone Mark Stone not even close to the same, right? Not even I, close to the same. Like there, there's a legitimate question. We talked about it with Eichel, and how good is he going to be? Is he going to be Jack Eichel again, or is he just going to be a good player? Well, given Mark Stone's injury, I think it's a legitimate question. Will he? Ever I think be the for same? all four of them, because Petrangelo and Patchetti are the oldest of the two of right. the four. Those are the old guys right. in that group. But I mean, a back injury. Yeah. So you're talking Eichel's having had neck surgery. Was good, but not Jack Eichel in right. the 30-something games he played. Mark Stone's coming off some sort of back injury. He's not in his 30s. Close. And then Petrangelo and Pacioretty are older than those two guys. Right. And Pacioretty's had plenty of injury right. issues this year and before. Petrangelo's like the healthiest one. And he, right. was, I think and he he's, plays the most minutes. Is he the oldest of the four or is Patchetti older than him? But it's basically they're what should be their best four players. I think there's a legitimate, whether it's just age or coming off injury, Legitimate question as to how good are those four going to be? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be what the Golden Knights thought they were 12 months ago? How Whatever timeline that is. Or are all of them sort of declining at the same time?
0: I mean, Eichel, because of the next surgery, you understood he probably wouldn't be Eichel. I was more kind of unbelievably surprised at how bad Stone's been. He's been bad. Oh, he's been really bad. Did you see uh,
1: Elliot Friedman? just shooting at chest. Did you see Elliot Friedman talking about the Robin Leonard situation? Basically implying that Pete DeBoer and the Golden Knights weren't happy that Robin Leonard elected to have surgery. Oh, for God's sake. That they wanted him to push through it. Okay. I wonder how much of that's because, like, Mark Stone pushed through a back injury. But I also wonder if you're the Golden Knights and you see Mark Stone pushing through a back injury and he's not very good. Yeah. Do you really need your other players pushing through injuries? Like, there's got to be obviously every player is different, but there's got to be a level every of oh, different. sure when this guy's hurt, he's not as good as we thought he was. Maybe we shouldn't try to force him to play through this injury. Like there, there's a that seems to be something lost on the Golden Knights if they were truly trying to push Robin Leonard to play through the rest of the year. All right, give me a hot take. Season's over tonight. Who goes? All right. Here's here's my official prediction for you. George McPhee stays. Kelly McCrimmon fired. Pete DeBoer stays. Okay. Steve Spot and Ryan Craig fired. <laughs> Steve Spot, huh? I think it is both sort of the second levels of the front office and the coaching staff. I think when are DeBoer
0: gone. says something like the other night, where the responsibility starts with me, that's as much of a positive as I know I'm not going anywhere than anybody. When you say something like that, you know you're not going anywhere. I still the
1: one thing and we I still and I don't have not, think
0: he should. I've said that
1: the one thing I still have not been able to figure out what it means for the futures that game where Robin Leonard started and played one period and got pulled. I still cannot figure out what the hell that meant as far as job security. But there there had to have been something there where that decision was made based on, hey somebody thought their job was on. I just have not figured out who, because it still makes no sense looking back no. on it. Why they chose a hurt, a goalie they knew was hurt. That was not performing as well as the backup Logan Thompson. And then he only played one period before Pete DeBoer said, got to pull this. And guy. then, ne- and then the next day, the reports come out that he's having c D right. I, surgery. I, that's still the weirdest thing that happened. And I cannot figure out what it means, but I still think there's some clue in there as to who's going to end up keeping their job. But I think it's going to be, the, the secondary guys are the ones that get fired because McPhee and DeBoer keep their jobs, but Bill Foley wants changes. So, what is it? Right. All right. Well, we'll get rid of the assistant coaches. That's not enough. We'll get rid of Kelly McCrimmon and McPhee will be the GM or they'll hire another fake GM or something like that. But that there's my prediction for you DeBoer and McPhee are back. McCrimmon, okay. Spot, and Craig. Oh, you're going, going down. To, okay. You're going yeah. down to three. Well, yeah. Fire, fire both of so them. Might as well. Clean house with assistant coaches. Cup and five, Derek England, new power play coach. Can't be worse than <laughs> the last those, couple of yeah, years. you get
0: those Kia commercials he's got to film.
1: Coming up next, uh, you guys think Cassie Soto's answering the phone this early in the morning? Yeah. yeah. she was up late.
0: She was like, this is the coolest radio show.
1: And th- those are the questions why it's the coolest radio show, man. Okay. okay. Didn't she, Cassie, didn't you say that? Back me up on that. You said coolest radio show, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Cassie Soto, two-time Emmy winner,
0: yes. old Honda Civic. Back to the press box with Tyler Bischoff and NSMA Nevada Sports Writer of the Year Ed Graney. Unbelievable! Are we readers. throwing her com. under the bus? <laughs> of course we are. What do you?
1: <laughs> they spend the next fifteen minutes ripping her. Cassie Soto is not here. Um, I first off, let me read this. I texted her yesterday. I said, "We're not doing the sh- the nine to ten hour on our show. Can you come on at eight And she said, "Yep." Uh, it's now eight thirty four, oh. and we haven't heard from her. Um, also, I, I texted her
0: the same thing yesterday. You know what I got?
1: Sure. Oh wow! Exclamation point! I mean, I got an exclamation point after yeah. the yep. Yeah. Um, but to continue to throw her under the bus on her Instagram story right now is a video from Dre's, uh, time stamped five hours ago, which would be three thirty in the morning. She was where? Dre's. At three
0: thirty in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing she's not going to be picking
2: right.
1: up the phone.
2: Bart Scott might be in the lobby. Do you want me to try to grab no, him? No. Not no. No. He, that'd be good, right? Not unless
1: he knows Cassie Soto to Does make you know fun Cassie? of her.
2: I mean, we can be like, "Have you heard of Raiders.com's Cassie Soto and what a flake she is?" And here are some. What What do you think of the draft thus far? I mean, he
1: played in the NFL. She gonna be late to her own wedding?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's in, it's in October, a, which is football season. She might not be at her own wedding. That's a good point. You're right. She, <laughs> she might
1: be She might a be Raiders in London. Game. She <laughs> might be at a Rangers game in Germany at that point. Ooh. Yeah. So, can you I can't believe she's getting married in October. Who I don't know who decided that.
0: What month did you what get married ter- in? May or June? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, shouldn't I know that? Yeah. May 11. Yeah, probably. May 11. Good job. I I've told May
1: my 11th. girlfriend the uh what is it? The Monday after the MLB All-Star game. Is the day there's no sports. There's Major League Soccer sometimes. But the Monday after the All-Star Game, Major League Baseball All-Star Game in July, that's the best day to get married. Okay. So that's That's when you'll do it. I doubt it, but that's what I'm pushing for. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for. And hell, I'll get married on the Saturday of the MLB All-Star Game. I don't need to watch the Home Run Derby. That's fine. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So that's perfectly fine with me. So that's, that's, uh, that's the best time to get married. That's when everybody should get married. You know... Raiders.com
0: would not be happy to hear that she was out at 330 because she's got to get back to the draft today and do her job. Throwing well, her the that's bus. the big thing is well, the draft's that
1: not till later tonight. She can she's got plenty of time to recover for that, just not for us.
2: Yeah, and it's but it's one of those things where you go through Raiders.com, you set up a booking, we can't get the punter, we can't like their media department gives us Cassie. That's all they will give us. They won't give us the punter. They won't give us the long snapper. They will give us their dot-com video person, which, hey, Cassie's great. We all love Cassie. She does some part-time work for the RJ. We we all like Cassie. But it's it's just straight up, it, it's a problem that this is, this is the level of respect that ESPN Las Vegas gets treated by Raiders.com. Yeah. I have a genuine question, Jared.
1: Do you speak better when you're lying? That's like the most words I've ever heard you say in a row on this show without screwing one of them up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
2: when I was a scumbag, yeah, I I was a lot more successful in life. (laughs) Now that I'm honest, I have to think about how
1: I say things. That was like, now, now that I care about people, it's a was lot more difficult. The most competent, like forty-five seconds you've had talking. <laughs> I'm it glad was coherent. Yeah. You didn't you didn't miss any of the words. You didn't mispronounce any of the words. It was great. I'm glad, but that... you were lying the whole time. So I'm wondering if you just need to lie every time you talk, and you're going to sound amazing. She does work
2: for uh, the RJ part time. Um <laughs> No, it's, uh, I, I do not appreciate the fact that this is turned into, we normally make fun of Cassie Soto, and now it's, okay, I'm back to being the punching bag. Yeah, well, Cassie didn't show
1: up, <laughs> yeah, so all right. yeah. your 15-minute break was has been uh, Fair enough. dissipated for you. So, tough tough break for Jared that Cassie Soto didn't answer the phone. I think she was at Dre's because that was where the Raiders' first-round yes. pick was supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> didn't have one so cassie just was like well i'll take the table so (laughs) that's what happened
0: (laughs) what if she brought the fiance he probably was home sleeping he's a smart kid what he he
2: doesn't want to spend any time with her (laughs) he doesn't even he doesn't even want to spend time with her at christmas he's like can i please go go whoa
1: whoa 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 no 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 remember he spent all of Christmas oh, Eve yeah, you're with him right, right. and the morning of Christmas and then wanted to go play Christmas <laughs> afternoon, and Cassie threw a fit about it. He he earned he, <laughs> his Christmas Day <laughs> soccer right. with Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. He absolutely earned that. No doubt about it. Um, was attendance good for the NFL draft yesterday? It I know you don't know the answer to that. I mean, it looked
0: crazy, but all NFL
1: drafts look like right. that. The reason I ask is when Roger Goodell got up on stage, he said something to the effect of "We've had well over a hundred thousand people here for the draft tonight," which implies that there's less than two hundred thousand people, but more than a hundred thousand people. The reason I ask is because the last NFL draft that had a big crowd before COVID was the one in Nashville, and it drew they they said it drew six hundred thousand people, which is. Not completely accurate right. because they count. If you went to all three days, well, they count you You're, three you're times. counting
0: them three times, right? Yeah.
1: But they said 600,000 people showed up to Nashville for the draft, and when we got the draft, everybody's like, "Well, Vegas is going to have more than 600,000 people," but if there were only 100,000 people there last night, we're not coming close to hundred No, we're not coming close because a lot of the people again will be the same people today, right?
0: You and very rarely come in on, well, no, I shouldn't say that, because Friday with like the weekend, they'll get some new
1: people today. By the right. time tomorrow comes, it's all the same people. And here's, here's a question. Pro Football Talk tweeted about this, about just general excitement of the draft. What was it? Eight teams did not have a pick last night in the draft? Yes. That hurts. Like, as far as a building excitement oh, sure. and, and people yes. being interested, when you have eight fan bases, like, yeah. if you're a Raiders fan yesterday, do you yeah, really they... care about anything that happened? No, but they got lucky with them because they came because it was in Vegas. Right. But I'm saying, like, just if you're a Raiders fan, yesterday didn't really matter. Who, right. who cares? If you're the, the Dolphins or whatever, you trade away your picks for Tyreek Hill. Do you do you care what happened? And you're not, you're not showing up to the draft if your team doesn't have a first-round pick. I assume you're not showing up to the draft. You might. If your team doesn't have a first-round pick, right, that'd be... What are you doing? You would have drunk. You'd have to love the draft. You'd yeah. have to be like, oh yeah, hell yeah! You want to wear your jersey? How soon is somebody drafting? And William after his injuries? I saw, knee I saw injuries? a Bronco
0: jersey in the in sure, the uh, yeah. in the crowd. I'm sure there was getting one of at least
1: every team. No yes. doubt about it. But just from a general like, if you're trying to maximize the amount of people that a show up and b watch the draft, you want all 32 teams down. Sure. A you want, of course. And that's unrealistic teams yeah, are gonna trade for trade them. but when you have eight that don't have one that's a big chunk yeah. what, what's that a fourth of the league yeah, yeah. It's a fourth of the league that didn't that a fourth of the league's fan bases didn't really care about yesterday because no like, what, if they were there it was waiting for today or to get drunk yeah I mean from the but even then are you really if you're a Raiders fan do you really care who they take at 86? I mean, you do, but are I you mean, really like, oh, that 86th pick well, is going to change the franchise? Here's the thing.
0: That's the joke about, not joke, I shouldn't say this. That's the funny thing about going to these war rooms after the pick. And the best one, the best one was my team, the Cowboys. And there's Jared and there's Steven and they're sitting in there. And hey, this is an incredible story by this kid. He's a, he's a, I think he's a tackler, defensive tackle off tackle. From offensive Tulsa. line, yeah, okay, offensive. Tulsa. And you heard the story. Yeah, Two bro- they had to re-break his legs. I mean, it was an incredible story. But if you would have seen the reaction from Jared, it's like you're in basketball and you got LeBron James <laughs> in his prime, <laughs> hugging, <laughs> high five, and I'm like, look, even if the dude didn't have the incredible story about his broken legs, you're not going that crazy over the guy from Tulsa. You're just not. <laughs> And if you saw Jerry Jones, you would have thought, like, oh, you know, the reincarnation of Troy Aikman has been given to us, just dropped in our lap. And it's like and every war room is like that, hugging, shaking hands. You don't know if any of these guys are any good.
2: They're be <laughs> busts. Who are the th- idiots that last year literally they put up their board and it was reflected on a mirror after the first, like, they made their first-round pick and you could see their intent. Entire- you can, oh, you can see their entire, their board? entire draft board on a reflection that's in a mirror because they, because it was such a big freaking room. Yeah. So they're all high fiving and it's like, that's pretty all funny. right. Well, I know where they're what they're going after in the second round. So if we want that guy, we better jump over him. Wasn't that the Lions? That does sound like a Lions thing to do. I feel like that was the Lions that, that
1: somehow. I tweeted feel like out the video. any
2: sort of draft fumble. The Lions is a good is
1: a good base to go off of. But hell, they got the probably the actual best player in the draft yesterday at number two, because Yeah. Does he not look like
2: that I I I don't know. For some reason, everything about him makes me go. Really? Aiden Hutchinson? Hutchinson. Why? I don't I don't I have literally no evidence whatsoever. His tape is phenomenal. His size is phenomenal. There's something about him that I'm like, "Yeah, I don't buy it." Do you not like white
1: people playing football?
2: <laughs> All right, let's go to break.
1: <laughs> we got to give something away first. <laughs> We've got two tickets to go <laughs> see I the cult. <laughs> <laughs> May 8th at House of Blues. You can buy tickets right now at Ticketmaster, but you can win a pair from us. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see the Colts, 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number six.
2: 2-2 to Tucker. And Kyle hammers this one deep down the right field line. Ball is hooking. If it stays fair, it's gone. That's a fair ball and a go-ahead two-run home run for the pitch hitter,
0: Kyle Tucker. Astros lead it three to one. Bueller set to go. The
2: right-hander kicks, fires. Swung on and hit in the air to center field. Bellinger's got it. It's
0: a complete game shutout for Walker Bueller, and the Dodgers win it four to nothing. You're locked in the press box.
1: You know what I forgot? Well, Cassie didn't show up, so that's why I forgot. I was gonna to complain to her because she told me that her fiance has multiple favorite soccer teams in the Mexican League.
0: What? Okay,
1: is that that's not good. You gotta have
0: one. No, but you have multiple favorite NFL teams. You got you multiple one? favorite baseball teams. Well, come on, <laughs> I'm too involved with one. If I had a second one, it would really
1: be pathetic. Right. My goodness. He's got four. Te- he's got like four favorite teams from the same. What league. is
2: that nonsense?
1: There's only like twenty in the league or something yeah. like that. he's too good a 20. kid for me to rip. That, I'll uh, rip her.
0: Okay, okay. but he's too—he's way too good a kid. He
2: also—he—he consistently puts up with Cassie, despite like the fact that she yells at him after spending what forty-eight
1: out or thirty-six hours with her, and he's like, "I just want to play soccer." Uh, did you see the video of Jerry Jones showing his their draft board to reporters? No. He apparently, Jesus. in their press conference, was trying to prove that they had Tyler Smith, the kid they drafted, so high on their draft board that he actually took a piece of paper and turned it around and said, "I'm dead serious, trying to like show them, look where he is on our draft board." You can't actually see it from the video. Any of the names on there? I again, th- that's great
0: and everything, but I'm sorry, the reaction was a little over the top. <laughs> because here's the thing, no one else was picking that kid. You had that. You had that kid from the beginning. <laughs> Did you
1: see Sean McVay basically laugh at the Patriots for taking who they took? They took that guard. They from took the guard. Chattanooga. Yeah. And it apparently it, the the Rams started to do their their press conference before the first round ended and it happened while they were up there and they like live reacted and Sean McVay said we wasted time scouting him. We thought he was going to be there at 104.
2: He said that? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and the Patriots took him in the first round. That's beautiful. That is that is that is a peak Mike Mayock move Yeah, right that is there. beautiful. Did they, did they hire him in the offseason and we don't know that about it? That is beautiful. <laughs> we scouted him because we thought he was going to be in <laughs> 104, and the Patriots <laughs> took him in the first round. That's great. That's great. And then, by the way, Belichick yesterday said something to the effect of he wasn't going to last much longer. Uh, who picked first, them or the Cowboys? Uh, Cowboys did, right, Oh, I too bad. Yeah. It's too
0: bad because then we would have really seen who Jerry Jones wanted, that <laughs> uh, guy or the kid from Tulsa.
1: He's at the, I think all NFL teams should print out draft boards, but like 30 of them and whoever, and make sure they have a different guy at the top of each one and whoever they take, make sure they have their guy at the top and like hand it out to the media, the press conference, like oh. completely fake draft board. But like when the Raiders took Cleveland furrow at number four, they should have printed out a, their fake draft board and been like, yeah, look, Cleveland furrow was yeah. number one on our board. Yeah. And we got him at four. Great day for us. I but, mean, he was probably number one on their board. <laughs> is the problem? Was <laughs> it wasn't a fake one? Like every NFL team should do that: fake draft board handed out to the media with their guy number one. No matter, like, no matter what. I'm saying, last year the Patriots take Mac Jones. Yes, he was number one on our draft board ahead of Trevor Lawrence every single time. It'd and you do fake ones for the media. Oh, it'd be phenomenal. I'd love it. Who would the Raiders put down? Look at who we had at
0: 86. He was prospect. our number one prospect. Who was that
1: guy? Edward?
0: At 86. Who's the LSU kid?
2: Yeah. So, good news is the charges were dismissed. Oh, boy. Oh, Ed Ingram, uh, aggravated assault of a minor. Oh. But uh, they were dismissed, and he was able to come back
1: for 2019. That's, that's three years ago. What do you mean? What happened the last two years? Stayed out of trouble. Stayed out of trouble. Did he play football the last two well, years? Well, he was suspended twenty eighteen, oh, so oh, he played
2: boy. he played his red shirt senior year.
1: Last year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So he's played three years of football. And he's only had the one the one hiccup. All right. It's pretty cool. And he was this dismissed.
0: Could, this could be the guy. Charges yeah. were dismissed. This could be him. That'll work.
2: That'll work for them. Okay. All right. Good. And he's you. an interior uh, <laughs> offensive lineman.
1: They need one of those. Is Ed Ingram better than Alex Leatherwood? Here's uh, the... They better draft this guy. We have spent way too much time on Ed Ingram. With the 86th pick. I mean, the it's the 86th pick.
2: I mean, we might as he
0: might have already been drafted the today. The Las Vegas Raiders picked Edward Ingram from LSU. I'm
1: actually going to be kind of excited if they do. Well, we know a lot about him. Yeah. <laughs> we
0: can break the guy down on Monday. Hey, the whole first whole first bite is about Edward Ingram. We don't Ingram. need to. We
1: already, bro. We'll just say go back and listen to the, the Friday show. We've been breaking him down for yeah. a week. We knew this. Jared was on it from the beginning. Draft expert Jared with his oh, sources I on Oh, I hope Ed they draft Ingram. this kid. It'd be great. We can spend all our time on the fifth round pick or something. Jared will have the greatest hot take
0: ever if they draft this kid.
1: He didn't even give it as a hot take. He just started off with Ed Ingram, and then he <laughs> talked himself out of it the rest of the show. After he saw the, <laughs> after he saw the charges. Yeah, he spent an hour talking himself out <laughs> of his own prediction. So I think he still gets credit, but he doesn't believe it anymore. Are they drafting Ed Ingram, Jared? Maybe. Confidence. Love it.